What's going on, Trophy Kids? we got an awesome episode for you. Crosstown Shootout's back on. College rivalry basketball is up in the air for the other schools, though. We're talking COVID in college and NFL. Maybe on Bell heading to the Chiefs. And we're giving out our picks for college football this week. It's a good one. Let's go. Welcome to Trophy Kids presented by Bad News Media. It is October 16th. As always, I am your host, Nate. Got my good friends, Tim and Dante, on the line today. How are we doing today, gentlemen? Doing we well. Back. I am doing well. Perfect. Glad to hear it. You know what I realized the other day? Have you ever had this where you, you know a song is fucking awesome because you can't understand a word that's being said in it and you're still just fucking bopping along to it? <laughs> had that happen recently. None of you okay. ever had that? Don't, oh yeah. Song is in French. Don't know what it says. Don't want to look it up because I don't want the song to be ruined to me. But fucking, have, have either of you seen the boys on Amazon? No, I don't have Amazon. Oh, get it first of all. Fucking <laughs> awesome show. I have too many streaming services. Oh, dude, do you you don't have a Fire Stick? What do you use, Roku or? Do you uh, I use the Xbox. Uh, all right, fair enough, fair enough. All right, fuck. Well, I have a Fire Stick, and that's how I see it. The boys is awesome but there's a dude if you know you know Frenchie arguably the best character in the show um not the best acting the dude who plays Homeland deserves a fucking uh, Emmy is Emmy TV Emmy Emmy Emmy. Emmy. deserves an Emmy dude's awesome but there's a song there's like a French song it's La La Flat L-A-F-O-U-L-E La Flat I don't know. I'm Dude. hoping you didn't take French in high school. <laughs> I did not. No, I took Latin. Okay. <laughs> took the oh, dead language. This, this, this yeah. is lovely. Yeah. Lovely Dude, thing. don't understand a word. I haven't looked up the song. I don't want the. I don't want it to be ruined. I don't want it to be some like fucked up song, and then I have to like have it be canceled for me or something. But it is. Don't understand a lick of it. Awesome. I play it like once a week at least. It's fucking awesome. Um, I don't know. Laughed at neck injuries last week, you know. What? <laughs> I don't know if this, so, I said I just this... laughed at neck neck injuries last <laughs> week. I don't know if this is this can't be worse. <laughs> yeah, not great this, on my part there. This is definitely one of those Nate drunk thoughts. You were definitely watching this show, and that's when it clicked in your brain, dude. I thought about it. Well, no, the problem is I was watching the new the season finale, and I remembered I remembered the scene from the first season, and I was like, oh, oh fuck, what was that song? Like that song fucking went hard. Mm-hmm. understand zero zero part of it but i like it it gets me going um all right let's talk about some sports we have some actual <laughs> what i said it's provocative it gets yeah. the people going gets them going you kn- you don't even have to understand a word of it and you know oh yeah this song goes fucking hard in france um, yeah. Watch it. Probably nobody fucking listens to it in France. It's probably some like low end quality song or something. I'm just joking. Whoever makes that song, you're a great artist. Um, it was the cheapest one the show could pay for. <laughs> they got a pretty decent, bu- dude. Awesome show. If you haven't watched it, watch it. If you know, you know. Um, all right, let's talk about some news because there has been some big, big news breaking. And by that, I mean the Crosstown Shootout is back on December 6th in Fifth Third Arena at UC. We are obviously a Xavier Homer podcast here. Mm-hmm. I am so confused by the dilemma here. Actually, all dilemma in major basketball, but I will kick it to you guys first for your reactions it, on the breaking news with this. I watched it and was like, uh, so so what happened? 
And then I saw the the Twitter wars going on. It was like the UC coach wanted to be like Chris Mack and start something crazy on Twitter when it was really just the UC coach. There, it sounded like UC just didn't want to take responsibility for hosting a basketball game at their arena this year. Correct. And that's literally all I got out of it because their their options for going different was just wild. Dude. There was no good options. It was like, oh, Xavier punted on this. It's like, well, like, we're just supposed to play a game at your place. Right. What's the issue? I don't I don't understand. So I had to go back and look at this because I was like, what the fuck's the problem? Like, if there's a scheduling problem because the schedule is going to be weird this year, like they're condensing basketball schedules um, this year, like, okay, maybe that's it. But I'll get to that point in a little bit. It is. It comes down to basically, from my understanding, not wanting to host it at Fifth Third Arena because you won't be able to have fans or limited fans. So the first offer was a neutral site this year, then Fifth Third next year. The second offer was Cintas this year, which I don't know how the fuck that makes sense, and then Fifth Third next year. The third offer was a neutral site, then Fifth Third in 2021, and then again in 2021 at Cintas. So I have two games next year. And then the fourth offer was neutral site this year, Cintas next year, fifth third the following year, and then fifth third again. Like, why would Xavier ever accept either one of those? Which is, like, it's in the contract. It's your year to host. Yeah, it sucks you got the short end of the stick. Like, you're not going to be able to potentially have fans or full capacity. But, like, tough shit. Just fucking schedule the game and let's play. Like, I don't understand. This is, and I'm not going to let my bias show and say it's the best ro- college basketball rivalry in sports, but it's, up there it's a top two like it's not better than duke unc obviously but it's right it's up there as one of the best college rivalries in basketball sports just fucking oh, play it's the game. very it's it's very up there from a heated rivalry perspective it's more than i mean it's it's the cities against each other but it's not necessarily as well known as the other two with uh duke unc, UNC. and uh uk louisville but mm-hmm. um it's still pretty far up there and it just made no sense to me it was like the uc coach wanted to come in and start something and it just backfired on him because he looks stupid right now <laughs> i just want to know will the blue blob be in attendance oh yes every time <laughs> hell yes it doesn't that's... matter roll they blob roll. To, they don't need to allow fans um and nate you'll remember this too like the neutral site games were horrible like they didn't so feel bad. like they didn't feel like the crosstown shootout at all it no. was just bad because you were in like a hockey arena, so ha- so all the students couldn't really see unless you walked back as far away from the court as you could, so that you can get into stands, so you could actually see. Or you're sitting on the court and not able to see anything, and then three quarters of the stadium was UC fans just because they simply outnumber Xavier people. Dude, yeah. it it well, it especially sucked for us because like we. We were there for the brawl. That was our freshman year. Oh, and so, like, to go from that to then playing at U.S. Bank Arena in Cincinnati, which if you're not from Cincinnati, you have no idea, but it's basically, like, this sh- old, shitty-ass stadium that was built to keep the basketball team, which is now um, the Sacramento Kings, used to be the Cincinnati Royals. It was built to basically keep them in Cincinnati, but they just left. So it's that old. Um, and, like, it houses a minor league hockey team right now. And we had to play there. Um Dude, do you remember that freshman year where we fucking we worst experience, top five worst experience of my entire life from the standpoint know. of hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. 
Not the what? game itself. Where are you going? Hold up, hold up. Yo, no, no. I don't finish. I don't finish. Do you remember we painted ourselves, but it was like the wrong kind of paint, oh, yeah. and it like it hurt to move. Like I could not turn my head without it feeling like my skin was ripping off my body. <laughs> mine never felt that bad. I remember yours felt terrible. Mine wasn't. Mine just itched a little bit, and then there was blue all over our bathroom but that was it for me <laughs> wow. i was in so much pain i could not move it felt like what type skin. of paint did y'all use y'all used like house paint i don't know Col- our friend colin got it sorry i probably shouldn't say his I name didn't even like, think, out loud i didn't even think he got it i, uh, I don't even know where it came from it just showed up <laughs> and we we're like fuck it yeah we'll we're like, like yeah of course why not why not some paint i was from still skinny back this time yeah i was, was a couple here. four I locos deep i didn't I didn't have time to pack on the the beer weight yet. Yeah, <laughs> um, it was, that was horrible. But the game experience was awesome. Don't get me wrong. There, um, here's the bigger I mean, problem: being ten, 10 rows up, watching a brawl break out right in front of your face, like that was incredible. Oh, insane! Um, I don't understand, and this brings to large. Like, I don't think UK. Correct me if I'm wrong, but UK Louisville hasn't settled what they're going to do with their game. I don't understand how these big rivalries that are non-conference are an issue to schedule. Like, I don't, I don't fucking understand how you don't just, you're going to have out of conference games as of right now. So why yep. are those games not the priority? Just figure out when you just like the school should just determine like, all right, we're going to play this game no matter what, what day works without yeah. and just cancel the other games. Like, what yep. are we doing here? Why is this a question? I don't, I don't understand how there's conflicts here in scheduling. It's because nobody thought ahead. Everybody thought, Everybody clearly was operating under the idea that by this time we wouldn't be under COVID restrictions. I get. Well, I, are they are they able to to schedule games still like in conference season, or is this just all different too now? Like once conference scheduling starts, there's no more non-conference games allowed, which could be causing a a crazy wrinkle in the non-conference schedule for college basketball, right? That's a good question. I know they're trying because to... there was always some mixed in. Yeah. It looks like they're still trying to seed those tournaments, and like they're having problems with that. So. Yes. So the there actually was a little breaking before this, where I guess Xavier's going to opt out of the Orlando tournament, is what mm-hmm. it seems, and they're not going to do a bubble in the Big East, but they're going to do round robin, and everybody's still going to play. So once that starts, it's just Big East play. Um, yeah. They're traveling okay. the same day, and then if somebody gets infected, the whole team has to quarantine for like fourteen days. I get well, that. And that's why. But like here's the yeah. thing, like every but you're going to play out of conference games. Like everybody has out of conference games right now. You're going to have to cancel mm-hmm. some of them because the NCAA brought the amount of games down due to COVID. So like essentially how is every pro- every program has an out of conference rival. Some are bigger than others, but like yeah. every conference has one. So how is that not the priority as far as like you're going to have to you're basically creating a new schedule. So you already had that game scheduled without COVID. So it's on the schedule. You're going to have to kick somebody else off. Why not just kick one of the shittier out-of-conference games you have and keep... Like, the rivalry games should be... Or your big out-of-conference game should be the priority. I don't I don't understand the issues here. Once... Because you're going to play out-of-conference games. Just cancel the other ones. I mean, I'm obviously right. missing something. I just don't fucking understand it. <laughs> I don't understand how this is hard. That's a weird just scheduling quirk, I guess. I don't know. I guess. Um... Sticking with basketball, I guess we should probably address this because it did happen. I don't, I don't know. I didn't see it happen. I wasn't watching, so did it really? It's that old question: if a tree falls in the wood but nobody hears it, did it happen? 
I guess it, the Lakers it, it still makes a sound. Did did the Lakers win something? <laughs> I think. I guess LeBron won a championship. I don't know. Does it count? Are we? <laughs> oh, are we? We are not gonna have. Does it no, count? We talked about does last it count debate. Counted. Oh my goodness. <laughs> the, the debate is infuriating to me because it it's a cur- it's things that LeBron James couldn't control. He didn't unleash COVID on the world. He didn't make the NBA play in a bubble. He didn't make Giannis. Uh, not- you're saying LeBron didn't make the NBA play in a bubble? <laughs> okay, LeBron isn't the only person that made it. The- <laughs> He's definitely a dominating force. We'll say that. Yeah, he was definitely a force to make them play in a bubble. But fine. But he didn't make Giannis lose, right? No. He no. didn't make the Clippers lose. Nope. So he wa- he can't control who he plays on the other side. No. That we know of. That we know of. Yeah, I, yeah. I agree with that. <laughs> that. We know of. And we we said it here. The and you saw it in um you saw it in game uh four. The Miami Heat gave it all they could and then that was it. They mm-hmm. couldn't they couldn't replicate that. You would have to ask them to replicate that two more times. Impossible. Jimmy, yeah, Jimmy Butler sitting dead. for like 43 seconds or yeah. whatever it was, some ridiculous stat, and seeing him just hunch over the uh, the basket right after he scored a layup and had to go to the foul line, like yeah. just insane. And he looked that so. game was close. Like everybody wants to act like that was a blowout game. That game was close. No, so. Jimmy Butler did all he could in that game in order to even just keep them alive in the series. Yeah. And then everyone got on LeBron for making that like bad decision to pass, but and he was three people were guarding him. I think the right decision was to pass. Yeah, you know? you're passing it to one of the historically like historically one of the best three point shooters in the NBA. Like he, that's all Danny Green does is he knocks down threes. Yeah, then knock down that one. But nope. it doesn't matter. They won. LeBron has his fourth title and his fourth uh, Finals MVP. Um, I know the haters will say that he needs to erase the six part of his finals loss. <laughs> but uh, at this point, uh, I think Lakers Nation should be happy. I'm happy for LeBron. I'm really happy for AD. It seems like AD, uh, like after the get right after the game, I know everyone see has seen the memes, but like he just seemed to be taking it all in that he was the NBA champion. Um, I'm glad to hear that AD is going to stay with LA. I never thought he was going to Chicago. I didn't know where I thought he was going to go. I won't say I thought that he was going to stay in LA, but I knew he wasn't going to go to Chicago because that didn't make sense. Uh, Yeah. In what uh, world does that make sense? For those people who thought Chicago was just from, he's from there. I know that, but like it it came into, you're not going to go from winning a championship like you just did to going to play for Chicago. Like that isn't, that's not happening. He's not, no. a, he's not at the end of his career where he's, like, gliding off into the fucking sunset here. Like, it would make yeah. more sense maybe if he was on the very back end of his career, but he's in his prime right now. There's no way. So I was watching that game. Um, I only watched the first quarter, and the Lakers, I think, were up by double digits, and I was like, oh, the, uh, the Heat can't play. Like, this is it. (laughs) In the Heat's defense, they did not have, like, I don't know if it would have really made a difference because, once again, like, LeBron James and Anthony Davis have that other gear they could get to, and they showed that, and the team did. But not having Drogic made a huge difference. I mean, he's statistically, like, I know Jimmy Butler was phenomenal, but, like, the consistency you got out of Drogic and the numbers he put up, especially offensively and the threat he presented from the three-point line, 
I mean, that adds a different dynamic to this series that maybe makes it a little bit more competitive. I don't think the outcome would have changed. I'm not saying that necessarily. Yeah. But, like, that is... That was ultimately, I think, the Achilles heel, if you want to say, for the Heat. Losing him made it almost impossible to win this series. Like, it really wasn't a shot. Did you guys see Rondo say that uh, he doesn't like being called playoff Rondo? <laughs> no. Well, Rondo, <laughs> yeah. play better in the regular season. I don't know what to tell you there. Show up, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Max Kellerman, because I was watching first take, and he was just like, well, let me reframe it for you like this. Not that you don't play well during regular season, but there is a you become a different player in the playoffs. Which that most players do. Saw yeah. Uh, um, that's I do think players, Rondo was probably key, paramount to the Lakers winning Hell this. Yeah. yeah. It's the role players. And the people, I will say this about the people who are like, oh, LeBron shouldn't have passed. Oh, he should have been able to like do it all on his own type of thing. It's like, last time I checked, MJ, MJ threw it to Kerr. Like, that happened. Like, <laughs> other players, like, it's, the greats of the greats still need role players on their team to perform. They still call on them in big moments. Um, like, that, you know, Tom Brady isn't Tom Brady without Julian Edelman making that absurdly insane catch against the Atlanta Falcons. Like in every sport, no matter mm-hmm. if you're the best player, you still need your role players to show up and make a play. And sometimes you do defer to them to make a play just like MJ did with Kerr. And I mean, the list goes on and on. Um, yeah. Unless you're Kobe, and that's maybe a different story. <laughs> well, if that, if Kobe, if that was Kobe, he would have shot all, yeah, he, all three. He would have <laughs> shot every he shot. All right, that's, that, that's about the only difference. But then again, he also doesn't have – well, he does have the hardware to back it up, but he doesn't – he's just a different animal. We'll say that. <laughs> but, yeah, congratulations to the Lakers. Uh, I don't know if they will repeat next year, but if they do. Whew. Yeah, we'll see what the landscape looks Boy. like. I, I'll be yeah. interested to see how Brooklyn steps up. I'll be interested to see if Miami adds a piece – if Dallas adds a piece, I'll be interested to see what my Celtics do. I mean, yeah. let's be real. That's a team. That's a Brooklyn's budding team. Be a mess. Huh? Brooklyn's not going. I'm with you, Tim. That team Brooklyn is, is going to be know. a mess. People, I mean, Kyrie is absolutely a disaster, but he's still one of the best players in the league. Like He, he is, but he can't lead. That's true. And I guess, I don't know if KD Did you can hear them lead. say that they're, they think of this team as having three head coaches on this team you know some days Kyrie I'll be the head coach some days I'll be the head coach some days uh, uh what's his what who they hire as I'm head not coach? necessarily Steve Nash say- right yeah Steve Nash yes Steve okay Nash. sounded ridiculous when I said it in my head it's because it was ridiculous. <laughs> it's ridiculous that he got we talked about this it's ridiculous that he got the what most because Doc hadn't been fired yet what everybody yeah. would have considered the the top landing spot for a coach, given he no, has I no head that, that team is going to be a nightmare um, because at some point, KG or KG, KD is going to get fed up with Kyrie. Oh, Possible, yes. yeah. yeah. Possible. He just hasn't done it yet. Yeah, yeah he just, we'll <laughs> see. I mean, winning cures all, so if they ball out, I mean, KD, I don't know how he's going to return from that injury. We'll have to see, but like, you can make the argument at points when KD's at his top, he's the best player in the league. So Speaking of that, did you hear that quote or that thing that was said earlier about KD and um, Kobe and Westbrook? No. About how oh, Kobe yeah. was like, whis- did we talk about that on here at all? Where no. Kobe was whispering in KD's ear about how he needs to be the scorer? Or no, was he Westbrook. was whispering in Westbrook's yeah. ear, telling him how he needs to outscore KD and messing with Westbrook. And Westbrook was like, yeah, you're right, you're right. So that's <laughs> why he starts walking the ball more. 
<laughs> he was started hogging the ball more and OKC to break him up. So uh, Kobe, just another all-time legend. God, there is no reason planting the seed in the Olympic team just so he didn't have to deal with <laughs> Katie and Westbrook. There's no reason that that Thunder team shouldn't have won a title. No. Zero no reason, especially because they were all drafted there. So it's not like they had egos. Yep, they didn't. They didn't have already previously formed egos in the NBA from being great. Like they all came up together. Like they should have been fine. Yeah. And two of them may not get rings. So yeah, that's true. Yeah. That could happen. Uh, yeah, actually, I think that will probably happen unless it probably will happen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say probably actually that that most likely will. Oh, um, I mean, unless James Harden just signs on with LeBron at the end of James Harden's career because LeBron just started playing with his son. And... <laughs> yeah, I I think once Bronny gets in the league, LeBron's got maybe a year or two left, and then he'll probably oh yeah, peace that's out. Twilight. Yeah, yeah, yeah I that's think he's got two years left with Bronny, and then he's done. Yeah, he's done. Call yeah. it a day. You see, Bronny, I think I saw got grounded. Like, he can't show up to some, like, I forget what it was. Um, no, but I've seen all the pray for Bronny memes. Oh <laughs> Poor kid. It's like, where'd you get that from? I mean, Uncle JR came by before the bubble. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> you bring him around. What do you want from me, Dad? <laughs> also, JR Smith, two time NBA champion. Oh, JR Smith. He popped that jersey off so quick. That was one of the most unintentionally funny moments them celebrating and jr's already got his shirt off just in the huddle bounced up and down so funny also i i don't think i'm i'm really happy for ad i think i might be more happy for dwight howard yeah yeah i always like dwight i mean that i'm happy for every i'm not happy for the lakers let's just say that well you're you're a celtics fan so that makes sense i i'm happy for ad and I'm happy for Dwight. I'm happy for Rondo. I'm a, I'm a big Rondo guy. I'm happy for Rondo. Um, yeah, I'm happy for them. Good for them. Yeah. I'm, I'm and glad. Rondo with history, giving both of them their 17th title. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So. Um, I mean, hey, he was a key integral part in winning that championship for uh, the Celtics. So no hurt feelings on my end. I got to witness... He helped complete the circle of I have now I have seen every one of my sports team win a championship. So professionally, yeah. professionally, professionally. The only loser here is nice. Paul Pierce. <laughs> oh man, I mean I love Paul. I always will. But dude, his his broadcasting career is rough. At this, is, but he, now he's become a staple, right? Like it's not like Chris Weber who just shouldn't have a broadcasting career. <laughs> Goodness. <laughs> yeah, I mean he's doing it. He's he's playing the heel yeah. role, but I mean, man, I wish he wasn't. I wish he didn't have to play the Max Kellerman heel role. Like, I also, wish... it it sucks because like you know, oftentimes he's up there with Jalen too, and like he let he lets Jalen get you know like rib him and stuff, and I'm like, what did Jalen win? Yeah, it's a good call. Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> so... I mean. I mean, call. last time I checked, Jalen got 81 points dropped on him. That's a good point. That's <laughs> a good point, which is one of the better commercials out there, too, uh, when he's the dinner one with him and Kobe. Um, all right. We have some other Next breaking segue. news. <laughs> We're moving into football. We're going to do this a little right. just conjoy it, but news breaking right as we hit play or record. I shouldn't say play. Um, as you hit play. As I hit play. 
Le'Veon Bell. Play, it'll be about at least a year or an, uh, a day late. <laughs> Le'Veon Bell going to the Chiefs. One year deal. I mean, he's about to become the best running back in the league again. Are we? Yeah, this is this is another example. This is going to be added to the column. I'm putting it down. Another guy leaves Adam Gase, instantly becomes good again. Instantly. Yep, I mean, do we honestly think outside of getting injured, he's going to fail in, with Andy Reid's system? Not a chance. Nope, unless, no. he, unless, he tear, unless he pulls his hamstring because he hasn't been practicing at all. <laughs> he's not in shape. I mean, <laughs> that's the only thing I can see. Yeah. I mean, I feel bad for Allaire. Um, I don't know how to say his full name correctly. Um, Clyde, Clyde the Glide in the NFL version. Clyde Edwards Elair. Yeah, Clyde Edwards Elair. Is it Elair? Is that right? I don't, know. I don't know. I feel like he has I a weird. Know. It's pronounced a little weird. I feel bad it's for him because he's been balling out, but he's still going to get touches. He's still going to get action. Um, but they're very similar backs in what they do. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, is there any other joke like the Jets organization as a joke? I mean, there is. Well, the Lions. Yeah, I, I don't even know if you could put it. I don't yeah, even know yeah. if you could. I don't. I honest to God, don't. I would rather be the Lions than the Jets. Would you not? I don't know. You wouldn't rather be. I'm sorry. You wouldn't rather be right now. I'm talking right now. I'm not talking historically. I'm talking in this moment right now. You would rather be the Lions than the Jets. You realize how bad we are? You realize yeah, the Jets know. just paid Le'Veon Bell $28 million for 18 games. They got $15 million in dead cap space this year, $4 million next year. They still have Adam Gase coaching, and they have nothing in the cabinet. They they let go of Robbie Anderson. Like, the whole organization. I understand that the, the Lions are a disaster, but you get rid of Matt Patricia. You still got Matthew Stafford. You still got pieces there. We the still Jets got have, Bob Quinn. It's I mean, an embarrassment of embarrassment. Do you realize that's what our not drafts have unreal. Been? First of all, we're they've arguing. Been, at, at least the Jets can draft somewhat. We're like, arguing which we turd is shinier. Draft. I'm telling you right now, I'd much rather be like the Giants have some pieces. Much rather is a strong word. I would much rather, much rather be the. Did you the Lions. did you hear yourself though? You just said the Jets have some pieces. What no, are the, the Lions? Lions the Lions have pieces, not the Jets. Sorry. Oh, oh, said, oh no! They got Matthew Stafford. Yeah. Good. That's one more this piece. The Lions portion of the podcast. You said pieces. Pieces. <laughs> um, Hawkins, the tight end. Oh, and he's good. I would Before say he. Who? I would say he's good for his second year. Who? Who do the Jets have? They've let go of everybody. They got nothing. They've got dead cap space left and right. They have a coach that's a disaster. They don't have a quarterback. Sam Donald. I'm sorry. I want. I want everybody to succeed, but he ain't it. Like he just ain't it. He ain't it. You have more you have more to work with right now. And I'm I'm saying we're talking about who is the shiniest turd right now, essentially. Like that's yeah. what we're going with. Like both these franchises are terrible. But I would rather be the Lions, because when you eventually get rid of your coaching no. staff and hopefully the GM, Jets were bad though. The Jets were bad when he came in. The Lions were on the upslope. They were getting there. And then he just tore them down. Right in the middle, they're they're turning. I'm not things arguing around. that. Now we got another rebuild coming. The Jets have always been in a rebuild. Who cares? I I don't argue that. We have just, another rebuild you coming have more pieces. in the middle of our when we were supposed to be halfway decent for once in my life. Right. I'm just saying you still have more at, and it's not much. I'm not. You've got you got ten dollars <laughs> in your bank account. They got two cents in their bank account. All right. Like that's that's what I'm saying here. Like. There's but m- they had ten cents in their bank account. I get we that's why you better. In our bank account. <laughs> that's true. 
This is why sure. I understand that, but this is why I'm saying I'd rather be the Lions because when you tear them down, there's less of a re- it's still a rebuild, but no, it's less we have of even so. more of a full rebuild. We're not gonna have Matthew Stafford oh, at the end God. of this rebuild. I mean, that might not be untrue. How many years does he have left? It doesn't matter. It doesn't, it doesn't really matter. That's an asset. It doesn't matter. That's an asset. Okay, you realize how hey. far away they are from even competing? <laughs> do you don't understand how far the Jets they don't are? They have defense. Neither do the Jets. Not, you can't even name one of them. <laughs> Neither do the Jets. They've got nothing. Nate, 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 how many playoff games have the Jets won? I don't fucking know. <laughs> I can tell you more how many. One. Yeah, I can tell you how many the Lions won. <laughs> I mean. Uh... I didn't expect to get into this today, Nate. You had me riled up. I now. wasn't prepared to go full in on Jets, but I'm just saying I I would rather be a I would rather you take, brought up the Lions. You brought me into this. If 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 you if I was a head coach or a head coach candidate, I would rather go to the Lions than the Jets. Why? Because you still have Bob Quinn. You know you're not getting any players drafted to your team. They won't be on the team two years from now. The Jets hired Adam Gase. There's not much the going Lions on there. Cut their fifth round pick this year. <laughs> Got nothing. They drafted him this year. Uh, I'm not arguing that it isn't bad. I'm just saying I think I'd rather be the Lions. <laughs> I don't. That's a hot take. That's for you. Huh? <laughs> Must be nice down in Bucksland. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, who the fuck is the GM for that? Joe Douglas. I was like, who the fuck? You brought in Bob Quinn. I was like, who the fuck is the GM for the fucking Jets? I mean, you know, the only thing good about Adam Gase is that he also went to MSU. He's the dumbest coach in the NFL. <laughs> He's no, terrible. Matt Patricia's also there. But... I don't know. Matt, Matt Patricia. I didn't realize Adam Gase was from Ipsy, though. Dude, Adam Gase is the perfect example of failing upwards. Like, he just latched on to Peyton Manning in Denver and then he got the Miami job which once again as soon as he leaves who's competitive Miami um I mean not like winning anything but they Jets hired him. he was not right good in Miami this no, is my he... point if you make that decision how the fuck terrible organization um, I already saw how bad he was on hard knocks like what are you like that's his interview process right there like cross him off the list he is wasn't he on hard knocks wasn't he the one that called in Vontae Davis and traded him no, that was. Am I um, thinking of crazy no, things Phil, right now? Phil, um, Phil, uh, oh, Phil Jets or was. the Packers guy, uh, Joe Philbin. Joe Philbin, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the one who was on Hard Knocks. I think was there another one after that? I don't. Remember. That was the one with Ocho Cinco. That was uh, uh, Philbin or whatever. Mm-hmm. All right, either but, way. Uh, but uh, ladies and gentlemen, you can see. Uh, don't talk about the Lions. <laughs> get me riled up. I I'm gonna come. Pre- I'm gonna become better prepared for these next time. I, uh... These hot takes. <laughs> you you can't you can't come more prepared than I am. On knocking the Lions. on that door. Oh. Congratulations, Le'Veon. Go green. We'll see you oh, on Sunday. Oh, wait. He's gonna be phenomenal. I mean, the Chiefs are the heavy favorites to win the Super Bowl before this. I would say, but. They're even more so now. Um, well, now the Chiefs have some diversity in their run game. Yeah, yeah, and a good running back with the crew's going to have a decent offensive line to run through and a head coach that knows what he's doing. That's what we got. I'm still angry over here, Nate. <laughs> <laughs> 
You both suck. If that makes you feel better, I mean, if I was a head no, coach, no, it doesn't. If I was a head coaching candidate, I would want nothing to do with either of your organizations. But if it came down to those two, I think I'm I, telling you, they should just the Lions should be coached by a committee. They should just let the city of Detroit coach the Lions. <laughs> have like Couldn't a, do worse than that, Patricia. Yeah, have like a A B C D <laughs> format and yeah. for each play and pick it beforehand. Um, all right, on to college football. We gotta we gotta start moving Oof. this. Yeah. Less controversial. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we're going to have an issue here. College football is... Except Florida. I have an issue. I have an issue with... Why don't you go with your issue first? Because it, it blends in perfectly with my issue in college football right now. If Also, we should probably do a lead-in. I should be a better job at hosting this. If you haven't been paying attention, college football is... Not currently, because it's been just happening since the get-go... But it's there are games being postponed left and right. People are testing positive left and right. Nick Saban just tested positive. Florida's got athletes testing positive. Um, the Florida LSU game has been postponed. Cincinnati Tulsa game has been postponed. Oklahoma State Baylor has been postponed. Vanderbilt Missouri has been postponed. I don't know what's going to happen with Alabama Georgia. We'll see there. Only Nick Saban currently has it. Things are things are popping off in college football. So my my issue is Florida goes to. Um college station and gets forgets how to play football oh dan this is on me i didn't i don't think i initially made the pick on this show but for some reason i put it in the card i tweeted out so it counts against my record i bet the i wanted the over i picked florida that's on me dan mullins like i don't know what is going on down in florida but him coming after that game and being like the crowd made a difference when it was at like twenty five percent capacity is the softest thing I have ever heard in my entire life, bro. Texas A and M bodied you when they really. I mean, your defense sucks, but that's on you. That ain't the yeah. stadium. The crowd's at twenty five percent. You're telling me that made a difference? Nah. God bless Florida. What are you? You're going to lose every game if this had been a regular season? Like, that was the softest thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. Um, I just lost I my I was attention. driving, and then I, I oh. was listening to it on the, um, I couldn't believe on the radio. But, and I was like, is this really happening? Am, am I, I was like, am I listening to a game that's not, like, this game is from, like, seven years ago or something, right? And I was like, no, Florida just went to College Station and was like, we don't know how to play football. No, we don't want to play defense. I mean, for, yeah. or Texas A&M put up forty-one on you. I mean, I know Texas A&M; they've got some, they got some players, but forty-one? Are you kidding me? Um, that's on me, though. I shouldn't have tweeted out. I don't know why I did that. That was like I just, I wanted, I loved the board too much last weekend. I was like a drunk girl on their twenty-first birthday. My vision was not clear, um, or anybody on their twenty-first birthday for I was that about much. To say. My my vision anyway. was very not clear. <laughs> You're lucky to stick the landing. I didn't break my legs, but it was a rough tumble down um, as far as betting this weekend went. First losing weekend, though, um, in college, not in the NFL. Um, no, we saw your tweets about the NFL. You would have thought you won like $7,000 or something. I know. Hey, man, I'm just saying. Oh, actually, no, I'll put that in later. Um but yeah, and then he wants Dan Mullins. Sorry, back on topic. We're getting off topic here. Dan Mullins comes in and says he wants ninety thousand people in the swamp. 
90,000 people in the swamp because apparently the 25% capacity or whatever the hell it was down in College Station affected the game. Get the fuck out of here. Mullins is smoking the best dope that Florida <laughs> has. Because I don't know if, ladies and gentlemen, you have been checking the COVID cases, but if you are in the great state of Wisconsin, Florida, Texas, or any of these other states that our cases are on the rise, even the great state of Michigan and Illinois now, you shouldn't have students or fans in any of these stadiums, but damn sure not 90,000. No. <laughs> Insane. Here's my biggest problem with it, and this was my biggest problem the weekend. If you were following my Twitter, you know this. Um, this is Jack Ashry at another level. If you were watching the Tennessee-Georgia game, you saw Jeremy Pruitt in, I don't know what, his little bow peep outfit? Like, what in the world was he wearing? He was wearing, if you didn't watch, one of those, like, neck scarf masks, but he had it over his neck and head, but not covering his nose and mouth. You got Dan Mullins asking for 90,000 people in the stadium. Like, this stuff pisses me off because we sat here, and I want football more than anybody. Well, maybe not more than anybody, but pretty much up there. Like, I love this. And all these coaches and all these players came out and they said, we want to play this season. We want to play. We'll do the right things. We'll do things by the book. And when coaches, when Jeremy Pruitt shows up doing that, which just, that looks to me like a five-year-old whose mom told him to put on like a certain shirt and he put it on backwards and like dispute because he didn't want to wear it. And when Dan Mullins is asking for 90,000 people in the stands, what that suggests to me is they don't give a fuck. They're not following. There's no way they're following procedures because they're making that type of stuff. Like that, that is what's going to get this football season canceled or postponed or have kind of all types of just issues. And that annoys the hell out of me because we sat, you guys said you wanted football. We want to play football. And everybody was like, well, we don't think we can do it. It's like, yeah, people aren't dying. They're not going to the hospital, these athletes. But, like, we don't know the long-term effects. We don't know what's going to happen with Nick Saban. He's sort of old. Like, it just takes one. And to treat it like such a joke, like it doesn't matter, is so insane to me. It's So ESPN reported that uh, the SEC has warned the uh, their members. Uh, so this is directly from ESPN. The memo states that the program programs whose coaches, staff, or other personnel fail to adhere to the approved task force requirements will be assessed a $100,000 reduction in conference revenue. Good. So, the, yeah. So the SEC seems to be taking this seriously. Uh, again, as we said last week on this podcast, and if you live in these states, I've been to Tennessee. I've been to North Carolina. I've been to uh, some states in the south here. And I can tell you that uh, COVID doesn't exist down there. So, yeah, yeah I it's mean, a wild world. It's yeah, just annoying. Wild. Like, and it's hard enough to put on a season and have a season if everybody is doing the right thing. Like, it's it was going to be hard. It's even harder when you're not. And like mm. those actions and those words speak to me as if they don't get it, or maybe they get it and they just don't care. And it's like. For the example, the mask thing with Jeremy Pruitt. Say, and I'm not, this is not, masks do work. But even say they didn't. What is the harm in wearing one? It's a small inconvenience right now. On the off chance that they do, which we know they work, to a high degree, you're saving potential cases, you're saving a potential life, because you might pass it on to somebody unknowingly, or vice versa. It's just the right thing to do. And 
I know they don't really work. Those fucking ones you see in the NFL, like just the plastic shield they wear. Wear one of those then. If you if you're so like at least wear something. Like put out the effort. It's just so ridiculous to me. Because if you're doing that when the cameras are on, I know for damn sure when they're not on, you're probably not doing the right thing. If you can't even be bothered to take it seriously when the cameras are on and everybody's watching you. Why why do we believe they're they're doing going the extra mile? Um, not to. And I'm not saying that's not what happened down in Alabama. Maybe Alabama is following all the protocols, all the procedures, and all these other schools that are having issues are. I don't know. Like, there should be an investigation if they are. But if they're not, there should be fines up the ass. And things like what Jeremy Pruitt did and what Dan Mullins is saying make, suggest to me that they're not following code. And they're not doing what it takes to try to limit this as best they can, which is annoying as a football fan. And just a I am, Yeah, I'm so tired of talking about how these teams are disregarding COVID and how people aren't taking it seriously. Like I would like to talk about the actual games and yet, but we can't because these things are affecting the games themselves. So until people stop acting dumb, we're going to have a COVID section on this podcast. Correct. <laughs> we unfortunately are going to have to talk about it. Um, but that is a nice segue because we should talk about some games. We should talk about some picks. This is going to be brought to you by the degenerate report at bad news media. If you don't know what it is, I'm going to tell you sponsors. Here. Ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, for you, for those of you who don't know, the Jenner Report is something I put out weekly. It is a six-pack of my best picks. It is on badnewsmedia.com. We tweeted it out through the uh, Bad News Media Twitter account as well. It's my six best picks. Why am I telling this to you? Because unlike the other jabronis on the internet here, I do not sell these. These are all free. All we ask back from you is your love and support. Tell your friend. Tell your mother. Tell your father. Tell your friend's mom and their dad tell your grandmother they'll love the show like subscribe share it on pass the message my picks subscribe resubscribe yeah rate us let everybody know <clears throat> spread the word get on the trophy kid movement and review last week i went six and oh last two weeks i went five and eleven right now in the year i'm 70 percent in those games it's getting better we're going to continue to work on it but hop on the movement before the train takes off we'd love to have you we love the support we're getting and let's get into some picks now Hang on, real, real quick though, Nate. I love you. It's getting better from seventy percent. That doesn't happen to gamblers. Ah, uh, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I'm putting in the hours, Tim. I'm putting in this the hours. This is for entertainment purposes only. <laughs> That's what my lawyer is saying. Yeah. Well, I have yet to have a losing week, which is good. Um, maybe I'll cut out the getting better part, but. <laughs> I'm at seventy percent right now. I'm twenty-one and nine. So just keep that in mind. Get with the movement. Now let's get to some games. Um, Friday night game, because I have it in my card. I have it in my picks. Actually, yeah, let's talk about it. BYU-Houston. If you aren't familiar with BYU, get familiar on this Friday. This team is playing some good football. Zach Wilson, if he was on any powerhouse team in the nation, he would be. we'd be talking about him for Heisman. He pr might even be leading the conversation. The kid is slinging it. He's thrown for 1,200 yards already, eight touchdowns, one interception, has the ninth-best QBR right now. This BYU team, they're averaging 43.8 points a game right now. They are flying under the radar. The line right now, I have uh, BYU is minus five, over-unders at 63. Anybody else got an opinion on this game? I mean, 
I just looked at the spread on this game, and I love BYU minus five. I would have expected this to be a much larger spread, but apparently not. Yeah, I was surprised. I jumped it at it opened at four. And, I jumped on so many lines the day it opened. Um, I got it at four and a half. I still like it at five. Um, Houston's a good team. Like I think the over is a really potential pick there too. I'm not putting it as part of my card right now, but if you're looking for an over under, I I would take the over on this because you know Houston's going to put up some points. They've only played one game, but they they put up 49 on Tulane. They gave up 31, which isn't great, but that's that's a Dana Holgerson team. Like that's. That's what they are. They're high offense, low defense. And when you have BYU, who's high offense and a, a decent defense, they're not some powerhouse, but they're I, I trust them to make a crucial stop here or stops in what will most likely probably be a shutout. I love BYU minus uh, five at that number. I love it too. Um, That's a Friday night game. So if you're not familiar... Do we... Do we... We, you also need to tune into SMU Tulane. I mean, that's going to be a good game as well. That's- SMU has Shane Bouchelle. Um, he's been playing lights out this year. And Tulane's nothing to sneeze at either. I mean, yeah, we have a- I'm not watching that. I'm not watching SMU Tulane. <laughs> I will be getting some eyes on it because I need to get some eyes on SMU. They're number 17. I have not seen them play yet. Um <laughs> But that'll uh, it's it's now on my radar because Tim mentioned it in the pre-show. <laughs> yeah, I love you, Tim, but uh, I'm not watching this game. Okay, <laughs> suit yourself. Suit yourself. I will be watching it. Um, all right. I don't know. Here's the problem with some of these. We're we're going to talk about them. I don't know if all these games are going to end up happening because who knows in COVID. So yeah. I'm not really going to talk about Georgia Alabama, even though that's the big game of the week. I, I guess we could talk about it in case it does happen. Right now, it's going to happen as planned. But no from yeah, from a picking perspective, I'm going to tweet this pick out on Saturday because I don't I don't want to put in a lock now, a pick, and then on like Saturday morning it be announced Mac Jones has COVID yeah. and isn't playing or something. So. If you're going to put a bet in on this game, wait to see if it. But Yeah, so officially, Cincinnati, Tulsa, LSU, Florida, Oklahoma State, Baylor, and Vanderbilt, Missouri are all postponed as of this recording. Okay. That is, that's good because I didn't think Georgia and Alabama have been called off yet or anything. Nick Saban's the only one right now, which I know Nick Saban's going to be out. But, like, Alabama's such a system. The coaches are all on a rhythm. I don't mm-hmm. know how huge of an impact it's going to have. The line's at four right now. Alabama's favorite, four and a half. Over-unders at 56 and a half. How are we feeling about this game? Where are we at here? They st- I mean, they still got Steve Sarkeesian. I mean, yep. the only thing I'm really looking at this game is I think college football is in a weird place this year. And there is, I have not seen a lot of defense. Even with from the great defenses, I still don't see that much defense. So I'm going the over here. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm going the over at 56 and a half. Because I thought the same thing with the Georgia Tennessee game last week, and then I mean, Georgia, Georgia hit the Georgia hit the over by themselves. Yeah, but their defense fucking stuffed Tennessee. <laughs> Georgia hit the over by themselves. Oh, I know, but that's because I think Tennessee Tennessee isn't Alabama. I feel like Alabama, like the <clears throat> Alabama's always good for like a, a game where Old Miss just like has a shootout or something like that during the season. But I feel like the defense is gonna be better here. <clears throat> I don't know. I, Maybe. I don't know Maybe. if I love. We'll see. Yeah, I don't know if I love Georgia's offense though. Like I, I don't. I don't like Georgia's offense. Like I watched that, that game. That defense yeah. is so so good. That is a stout <clears throat> defense. Might be the best in the country. Probably. Actually, yeah. Probably. Uh, Clemson's might be. 
either way, it's one or two right now. Um, I'm not counting the Big Ten yet in the conversation because I want to see them play, but I'm sure Ohio State or something will be in the conversation there. But right now, I'd say Alabama, or not Alabama, Georgia, Clemson is probably the two best defenses right now. That defense is stout, so I keep. I think it's probably going to keep them in the game, but I don't know, dude. I don't know if I trust that Georgia offense. Yeah, I'm with you. I would love to be like, oh, yeah, Georgia is going to go ahead and win this game, but I don't know if they can score enough points to do it. Yeah. That's my concern. They could get the stops. They could definitely get the stops, but I don't know if they can score. I, I don't hate the – I mean, the over is 56, so I'd rather – if you're going to take an over-under, I'm with you, Tim. I would rather die on the over than die on the under. But I don't – I prefer Alabama four and a half. So if if everybody is in the game as they're supposed to be, I you don't make a lot of money betting against Alabama. I like Alabama minus four and a half. You heard it here. <laughs> it's not one of my degenerate report picks. It, I'll tweet it out on Saturday, so it'll be on the card. Um, but we'll see. I want to make sure everybody is COVID-free before I lock in that. Clemson, Georgia Tech. Lines 27. Over-unders 64. I don't know if I like this game line. I do, however, like the first quarter. For, I'm a big first quarter, first half guy. I love it. Yeah. There is nothing more exhilarating than the last two weeks betting fucking first half Clemson uh, against, who was it? It wasn't Miami. Whoever they played two weeks ago. And Notre Dame last week, which I should have had both. I am, we'll get, actually, we'll hold that for the Notre Dame game. Um, first quarter, seven. First half, 14 and a half. I love Clemson 14 half. I don't know if I like the 27 number because Clemson is famous for pulling its players early as soon as they get up uh-huh. there. Mm-hmm. I don't love it. Where are you all at here? I don't like anything about this game. I think they, I think they, the odds makers uh, nailed everything in this game. They nailed everything to where I don't want to touch either of them. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't want to touch the over-under. It's a 64. I could totally see uh, Clemson coming out putting up 42 points, Georgia Tech putting up 14 points. Mm-hmm. And that's where it sits. Yeah. And, like, Clemson just pulls everybody, and then you got nothing after that. So I don't like the over. I never like the under with Clemson because you never know with them. They could just take the top off again for 50-plus. For um, and then I do see it being a 27-point game. So, I mean, I got really nothing on this. I mean, if you ask it, if you're asking me, uh, Clemson will win. That's what my (laughs) (laughs) money line safe. Just in case you didn't know that money line is minus (laughs) (laughs) 3,500. So yeah, I, I feel like, I feel like that's a good, you know what? That's a, that's a pick. That's a hell great pick. I like it. Um, Notre Dame, Louisville. The line right now is I jumped on this super early when it first opened. It has moved to where is it at right now? Because I know it's moved from where I initially got it out. Seventeen, line seventeen, Notre Dame minus seventeen. Obviously over under sixty two. I jumped on it. It was at fifteen and a half when I got it. I still love it here. Notre Dame is a good football team this year. Mm-hmm. They are. This might be the best Notre Dame team we have seen in quite some time. Um. I don't know if they're going to really compete. Uh, I'll I'll see where they're at when we get to Clemson. But I the offense is rolling. This is a high powered offense. They're getting going early. Uh, they're averaging what was it? Yeah, forty points a game. I think. Yeah, forty points a game. 
they're super balanced. I mean, we're talking two two four through the air, two seventy rushing. The defense is stout. They're only allowing thirteen points a game. Yeah, they 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 had some vulnerabilities last week against Florida State, but they hadn't played in a little while. I expect them to kind of clean up the defensive effort there. So I love I love them at seventeen and a half. Um, I like them even more at their ha- uh, first half number of nine and a half. I think that is looking pretty at nine and a half. Um, but yeah, I love 17 and a half. It might be my lock of the week. I haven't determined my lock of the week. I'm two and oh in lock of the weeks, by the way. I don't know if you knew that. Just no, no big deal. Uh, if I lock it, it's hot. If I put a lock on it, you know, it's hot. Um, where we at? I kind of feel bad for Louisville because they've played, they got to play Notre Dame. They play Clemson, right? Oh yeah. So they've played the best teams. Have they played Clemson? They played Miami. Miami, Miami. Play Miami. Yeah. They played the best team, and like they're this is terrible for them. They played, yeah, two of the three best teams in the ACC. Two of the right, yeah, they played yeah. two of the. Best. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it sucks, but at least I don't oh, know man, if I'd rather Pittsburgh. What? Yeah, they played Pittsburgh. Yeah, they yeah. Don't remind me. <laughs> that was a dumb. That was the dumbest. That might have been dumber than the 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 Texas game. That was a bad game. <laughs> yeah, that was a bad game. Um, Cunningham, I believe, is banged up too. I mean, I think he's still obviously. We saw him go down in the pit game. Um, I think he's still got some injuries nagging him there. I I don't know about you guys, but I, like I said, I love Notre Dame here. I do like Notre Dame minus seventeen. This was one of my picks as well. Yeah. Um, I don't really have much more to expand on it than what you covered, <laughs> Nate. So uh... that's all right. We don't have a ton of like big big time games outside of Alabama, Georgia, um, as far as ranked going against ranked. Um, but another game, I think before we get into our cards where I guess we can talk about more of our picks, Miami Pittsburgh. Do we think Miami bounces back here? The line's 13 and a half so. under over is 47 and a half. I think they bounce back, but I don't know if they cover. Yeah. That's kind of where I'm sitting on this one. I like, think they I think bounce back. Win. I do think Pittsburgh will put up a little bit more of a fight on defense. Yeah, Pittsburgh is sneaky. Um, going back to that Louisville <laughs> Pittsburgh game, I I think Pittsburgh will score on Miami quite a few times. I wouldn't be surprised if this, if this game is very close. So I initially was like, oh Pittsburgh. See, I've been super high on Pittsburgh, but the BC game was a. I should have seen that coming. That was a letdown for me. But I'm pretty sure their quarterback is out for this. Uh, Pickett Pittsburgh. Yeah, uh, maybe not. He's banged up, so he's not he's not 100%, but he's still in there. Um, I think Miami bounces back here. I like him at the 13.5 because I do think – I think they know as well as everybody else knows they've, they've got to get going if they want because they're not completely out of it. Losing to Clemson, even though they got the absolute shit kicked out of them, which I said they would. I think everybody mm-hmm. agreed with that. Mm-hmm. They're still not – like they can still bounce back from that. Like nobody – if they rip it off and go undefeated here, because they play on opposite sides of the ACC, I believe. I might be wrong on that, but I'm pretty sure they play on different sides of the ACC. So they could still find them in the ACC championship and still be in the race to make a playoff bid. Like, if your only loss is to Clemson, you play them in the ACC championship and you beat them, which I don't think they're going to do, but if they do... Like, they still got a shot. So their season's not lost. So I think they're going to come out here and ball out. Like, King's going to get Our, his swagger back, and yeah. they're going to get going again. Are Clemson and Notre Dame on the same side? I don't know. 
I'm trying to think. I don't I know. know they if, play each other. The ACC might be doing like the two best teams. Do they do the two best teams? I don't no know idea. anything about the ACC. This, this is a Big Ten conference. <laughs> Come on, let's learn it. Let's get it through our heads. Leaders about how and legends. Actual um, <laughs> divisions work in any other conference. I know they have divisions. There's the Atlantic and the Coastal, but I don't know if they're doing that this year. Is my problem? Is I don't. I can't. I feel like they're not, but I could be a hundred percent wrong on that. Um, <laughs> I don't know. This is yeah. Well, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think so because I went to standings. It's all one, so they don't have it broken out. Um, so I think it is just kind of a hodgepodge of what you got. Um, it's a good. Div- it's a decent division. I've been sleeping. I'll, the team I've been sleeping on is UNC, which is part of my picks. Um, so I'll just go into my card at this point, and we can talk the games through. Um, we've already talked about some of them. So I've obviously got BYU minus five. Got Clemson first half. Uh, 14 and a half. I like that number. I'm big there. Uh, Miami, 13 and a half. I think they come back big. UNC, or NC State, Duke. NC State, they're playing pretty good football. I like them at four and a half. Duke is a terrible football team. They are a garbage football team this year. Are we in disagreement there? Every, I think you've said that every <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I love yeah. picking the Duke game. I love NC State. Um, I oh, hate Duke. I know. Yeah, I hate Duke right now. One game we did not talk about, Texas A&M, Mississippi State. Over-unders at 54.5. The line is at, I think it's moved and a, half. a little bit. Five. So, just so we're clear, the title game of the ACC will be between the two teams with the highest win percentage. Okay, perfect, yeah. Okay. I knew I knew I was pulling that somewhere from the back of my brain. Somewhere it was like my, my football sense was tingling, like they're doing something Which means different this year. that Notre Dame could be ACC champ. Which would yeah. be weird, right? That yeah. would be weird. Very I think weird. at that point they just have to they just have to suck it up and be in the ACC forever. They can never leave. Yeah. <laughs> Those are the rules. Um, Texas A&M Mississippi State. I love the over here because Texas A&M secondary sucks, and Mississippi State can sling the ball. I think they get back. Sorry, I think they get back to having somewhat of a a competent offense. Um, like LSU. LSU's a bad, bad football team. So I think we all we all bit on that, like, oh, maybe Mississippi State's got something. And then mm-hmm. that has looked like an utter train wreck. Um, mm-hmm. But because Texas A&M's defense is so bad, especially in the secondary, I think they put up some points, and I like the 54 number. I don't know about the spread. I assume Texas A&M's going to be big here, but it could also be a letdown spot because they had a huge – like, college is big on the letdown spots. Like, emotions play really high into this, and I'd be a little and bit com- nervous. Yeah, and COVID, but I like the over at 54.5. I don't know about you guys, but that's on my card. I mean, I don't like the over here because I don't know what you're going to get out of Mississippi State. Um, I think it's a similar performance to LSU. Like, I think those secondaries. Are... They tried to give away that game so many times. Well, I, I know mean, that, sure, but I'm talking KJ about Costello points. Costello had 700 yards, but like, if, if LSU like actually jumps her out or actually pick, catches the ball on defense, like they're not able to score as much as they did. So, um, yeah, I like the spread here more. I like, I like, uh, and I minus five and a half more than the spread or more than the over. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. I wouldn't go under on this game. Yeah. I'm not, I'm definitely you can't not ever go under. under on a Mike Leach game, but <laughs> the way he's been coaching this year, I don't know if I can go with an over either right now. I'd rather die on the over than die on the under. Um, 
BC <clears throat> Va Tech. I apparently didn't learn my lesson. I did not apply the George Bush rule. I did get fooled twice. Um, it it happened. Can't I get bit. Fooled again. Yep. I I I didn't apply that. I can't get fooled again. Um, I don't know. I'm going back and forth on this because I do like BC. I don't know. Virginia Tech has so much potential, but it's just like they're the most frustrating team to me because I see the potential there. But they're like they're that team where you can see it, but it isn't happening. Like it just isn't translating. And BC's playing good football. The quarterback's playing good. They're playing decent. I shouldn't say they're playing good football. I think I go BC here plus twelve and a half. I didn't touch this card. game. And then yeah, this is like that Tulane game. Like I'm not watching it. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's fair. You don't have to watch it, but I'm going twelve. Uh, Notre Dame first half nine and a half, and then my final pick. I've been sleeping on this team all year. I've been saying they're they're not as good as they are. I still don't believe they're as good as they are. I think they're a little overrated. But the UNC game. UNC deserves some props because they are playing good football. They're playing Florida State. The line's 14 right now. I'm taking UNC minus 14 and a half because Florida State is a bad football team. Mike Novell, I think, is getting... Like, you saw the offense starting to click against Notre Dame. I think they'll eventually get there, but they're just not there. It's still a dumpster fire. And UNC is playing good, good football. Not not say, fifth be best team in the country, worried. but right. good football. I'd be a little worried about it, a letdown spot here. And by letdown spot, I mean making it into a seven-point game rather than covering the 14. Um, so I, I didn't touch this game either. I'm a little worried about that. I could see Florida State start putting it together. They looked a lot better than they have all this year. They looked dead before. I mean, <laughs> they looked atrocious. And then against Notre Dame, they looked like they – actually could play some semblance of football. Yeah. I mean, UNC's offense is pretty good. I I just, I'm with you, Tim. Like, is Florida State going to take that momentum into this game? Although, on my other hand, like, the, the other thing that's telling me is, like, does Florida State also just want to pack up and say, we're not going to do football this year? Because I feel like <laughs> part of them wants to do that. They almost didn't because they were pissed about how they were handling COVID before. That was, like, a big story. Like, yeah. the Florida yeah. State players boycotted because they weren't taking COVID seriously enough down there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know. Watch. Watch. This is going to be the one game where I pick UNC and it totally goes against me, but I am I picked against them and I've lost too much to not give them credit. They're definitely not the fi- fifth best team in the country. Like, I don't know if they're top 10 because we'll see when the Big Ten gets started. I, I think they're overrated, but they're a good offense. Like, they're you got to give props to their offense. That's a good, that's a good offense. And it's a good football team. No, yeah, don't get me wrong. It's just Mac Brown has those weird yeah, I know games he where he forgets how to coach. So who knows when that's going to happen? I mean, it could be this time, especially when Florida's getting their legs underneath them. That's why I'm. That's just why I'm staying away from this game. Not saying UNC doesn't deserve their props because they totally do. They've been playing really well, but who knows? Do you have any other picks on your card before we wrap? I this do, up? and I can't remember what I've given out so far. So I'm going to go down the list yeah. here. I'm going. Pittsburgh plus 13 and a half. Like I said, I do think that they could keep it close. I think Miami's going to be back. I just don't think, I just don't necessarily have confidence in them covering the 13 and a half. Um, I have Auburn minus three against South Carolina. I have A&M minus six against Mississippi State. I have the over in the Georgia Bama game. I have Notre Dame minus 17 against Louisville. And then I also added BYU minus five to Houston. And that marquee matchup, FIU versus Charlotte, we can't forget about that. Oh, yeah. 
at 8 p.m. on ESPNU. Yeah. I'll be tuning in. <laughs> any uh, any final thoughts before we wrap this up today? Don't watch SMU Tulane. Just don't do it. <laughs> I will be watching it. I need my football fix. Uh, I also just need to get eyes because as Tim Tim has hyped them up, Tim has made them appealing to me. I apparently need to get on the SMU train because they're a team that could be my betting future, I guess, or our pick'em future if we we like. Terrible. I do. I do. What is your prediction for the worst like marquee game? So like another Texas Texas Tech, Ugh. something like Kentucky, that. Kentucky Tennessee. I didn't even yeah, bring them up. Right. I'm so over you're, Kentucky. You're probably right. That's it. Yeah. Kentucky, Tennessee. That's it. <laughs> you already said yep. it. <laughs> that was easy. That was really easy. Such yep. <laughs> it's going to be so sloppy. sloppy. So bad on offense. Sloppy. Uh, yeah. Talk about well, that it. That was easy. Yeah. Well, that'll do it for us. I guess this week. And as always, peace. Peace. Peace.